So welcome everyone to Embodying Your Higher Self, Tools for li Living Consciously. And my name is Michelle Champaka. And in just a few minutes, our uh, special guest, Soren Cortez, will be joining us. So in the meantime, just sit back and relax. And I'll play a little bit of music for you while you're waiting. Hi, Soren. Welcome. Great to have you here. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I yes. do. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, it's great to have you. Um, I'm just going to do a quick introduction so our listeners know who you are. So today our special guest is Soren Cortez, and she's originally from Mexico State. She graduated with a degree in operatic singing from the National Conservatory of Music. She's sung on important stages and theaters in, in her country with the Symphony Orchestra of Mexico, OFUNAM, also known as OFUNAM, among others. And in the pedagogical field, she has more than 15 years of experience working with both children and adults. Soren specializes in holistic vocal coaching and shamanic voice healing. And as a medicine musician, she has facilitated temescal, cacao, and other plant medicine ceremonies. And she shares her vocal gifts with us on this very special podcast today. So welcome. It's, it's really great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, I know our listeners will, would love to hear more about your background and how you, like, you know, what was the catalyst or the turning point in your life that got you on this path? Tell us a little bit about you. Well, um, I always wanted to be a musician. Um, and uh, I never imagined that the music would lead me to a spiritual path. And I feel grateful for it. So for me, I started like when I was like eight years old uh, to sing. Um, and then like um, that led me to go to study in the National Conservatory of Music, opera. 
Uh, but in the meantime, as I was growing, I wanted to find like a spiritual path. I was kind of lost and uh, I went to like the um, Indian path, you know, like yoga and then with the Krishna followers and also with the Sikhs. And I was trying to find like answers in different religions. Uh, I never imagined music would uh, take me to like the shamanic path. And that's that's what happened. That I started as a musician, and then like um, at some point, um, what happened is that I had um, this problem in my back, um, sciatic nerve, and one of my friends told me like, "Okay, why don't you go to yoga to a yoga center?" And I was like, "Yoga for sciatic nerve? Are you sure?" And then I decided to go. I went to yoga. I found it very, very helpful with physical pain. Uh, and the person there, she was a very amazing woman. And turned out to, she's like a specialist in medicine plants, but also she's a psychologist uh, and a yoga teacher. Uh, with the past of the months, she told me, well, we have a, an ayahuasca ceremony. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then, well, I decided to trust and I went there and that first ayahuasca ceremony changed my point of view about life and changed the course of my life. Wow. Wow. That's, that's an amazing story, Soren. And, um, you know, as many people know, um, who've been listening to my podcast for, for a while now, um, we talk a lot about some of the challenges and the the rewards or benefits of walking this path as a as a medicine woman. And and I'd love to, you know, you've mentioned already the sciatica problems. Um, has there been any other challenges um, after you took this path? And how did you overcome them besides, you know, the music? What you know, and the plant medicine. I'd love to know more in depth if you're willing to share we'd love to hear yeah as a musician we tend to be like loud and always making a sound for me one of the most difficult challenges is to find um silence actually um i have in one of my hands um tattoo that represents the medicine of silence and I wanted to carry that medicine with me because for me um, I help with music and I facilitate music for different ceremonies uh, mainly ayahuasca and when I'm in, in in my trip in ayahuasca when I am not making music I need to find this inner peace and stay still and in silence and for me it was very difficult because I am a person who is very used to being stage and hey I'm here look at me and in a ceremony that changes you become an instrument uh, of the music of the message that the music has for each and every person that is attending the ceremony so you have to be empty so you can be a channel for that music that is a challenge to be able to find um, inner peace in the ceremony but also uh, in, out the ceremony because life is a ceremony so for me 
uh, at the beginning was very difficult, very challenging. Uh, I was feeling very uncomfortable in my body. And then I found that the more I can stay still, the more I can receive um, light, the more I can receive love, the more I can receive messages from uh, the divine source, but also messages from myself, from the divine source that lives within me. So this is the, the thing, the challenge, stay still, be in silence, find your balance and your center in presence, in sacred presence. Uh, I totally, I resonate with that. I remember years ago when I was doing a cranial sacral training and uh, I had been a meditation practitioner for many years up to that point and I never really was able to get to that place of stillness. And so one of the exercises or techniques that we were learning in cranial sacral was to be able to tap into people's still point. And in order to do that, we had to be completely still and completely present. I had never been so present and still in my life so that it became a meditation. And then I could feel this pulse uh, that people have. And when you tap into that, that's, that point, that still point, you're able to uh, kind of be the channel or the conduit for them to come into balance. It was such an amazing experience and I learned so much. And after that, uh, my practice really uh, up-leveled because I understood what it really meant to be still. So I, I really get that that can be a challenge for people, especially in today's day and age where everybody's rushing around and busy and busy. And I often hear friends tell, tell me how busy they are, that they don't have time. And um, I have a very different perception of time. And I don't even necessarily try to say the word busy very much because I don't know, for me, it's, it's, it's a choice, right? What we choose to do or not do, but I think when you come into every experience and you're present, as you said, the experience is completely transformed. It's really beautiful. So um, what about the benefits that you've experienced on this path as a shamanic um, medicine teacher, uh, voice teacher, um, someone who holds space and ceremonies for people? What have been some of the amazing benefits you've experienced doing that work? Mm, I could experience a um, uh, different perspective of like what is the ego. Because like when you are a professional musician and you're on the stage, you in certain way want everyone to like um, look at you with this eyes of, oh, she sings amazing. Oh, she's this, she's that. But when you're in ceremony, you're not expecting that. You're expecting people to understand the message that music, the unique message that music has for everyone. So you don't, uh, um, how to explain? You are not a person at that moment. You're an instrument. And that mm -hmm. is very beautiful to be able to become an instrument. So it's like a, a kind of ego death. I really like that. that that's uh, something that also can bring into my daily practices when I remember that I'm only an instrument 
and I don't take things like so seriously. It's like, okay, uh, this is only for me to enjoy. Uh, I don't need people to all the time like praise me. Uh, and I feel better with that because it was, um, you know, very heavy to carry that like responsibility of, oh, you have to sing perfectly and people have to like clap at you. That disappeared with, with that part of like becoming a medicine musician and it's beautiful. Wow. Um, yeah. Also, I got a lot of consciousness about my lifestyle, what, what I was eating, like the medicine path changed the way I, I've been eating and I became healthier. I had like a polycystic ovary and thanks to, um, to the medicine of ayahuasca, I got rid of it. Now I can tell that I eat in a conscious way and my body feels better. I'm taking care of my body. I'm taking care of my mind. I'm taking care of my emotions. Brought so much consciousness into my life that I try to nourish each part of, of it. Uh, that's beautiful. And I know a lot of people are struggling with um, how do they find balance in their lives and what are what are some of the some simple tools that you use that have helped you uh, come back to that present moment to be uh, more um, more in balance, more in stillness, and and really making better choices for you? Are there any practices or tools that you can share that people can learn from? Yes, and uh, the first, and I think that many people can resonate with this is breathing. As a singer, you learn how to breathe. But uh, when you explore different ways of breathing, you can find many tools there. Like, especially for people with anxiety, and I, I count myself between these people, like, I tend to be very anxious. And when I notice that my mind is out of control and I just have so many overwhelming thoughts, I just come back to my breath and that keep me in presence mm -hmm. and even like inhaling and then exhaling with sound can help to be aware of how I feel if I feel stressed or if I feel anxious if I feel anger like trying to to see what emotion I'm feeling at that moment when I'm take a pause to breathe Breathing is one of the most amazing tools that you can have. Uh, there's also like a holotropic breath work that can help you to go to states um, um, of higher consciousness. That's something I would recommend. It's just the power of, of the breathing. And then also singing. Some people is not used to seeing they feel or think that their voice is not pretty and your voice doesn't have to be the best or pretty or ugly your voice is yours and is the voice that you use every single day so if you start like making little tones sometimes with vowels like a mantra like just for example you can start with any sound that comes from you with an om and then resonating with that and recognizing how it sounds 
trying to not judge your own sound that can help because that vibration is going to reach uh, each part of your body um, so the sound of your own voice can heal your body this is a very very powerful tool to use yeah it's interesting um, yesterday I was I was doing research on 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 mantras it's funny that you mentioned that and this woman was you know selling her course on mantras and I started looking into it more about how each sound can create a different frequency and I really I am a believer in that and then I was on Instagram and I came upon a famous singer Sam something I can't remember his last name and he was yes Sam writer and he was talking about how we are musical from the time we're in the mother's womb you know and he was explaining how we hear that the heartbeat, boom, 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 boom. So from the time we're in the womb of our mothers, we're already experiencing sound and frequency. And I just love the way that he explained it because it really, it's so true that we have this music within us, but then we have all these judgments. Oh, I can't sing well, or I'm going to sound bad. And then and then we just don't. And it's, it's, it's so sad because I feel like that's a big part of shamanism too, as we know, you know, the singing, the dancing, it's all about raising our vibration. And as we raise the vibration with these frequencies of sound, we shift into a higher consciousness. We move out of depression and anxiety and sadness. All of that begins to transmute with these sounds so I, I love what you're saying and it, it totally makes sense to me um i'd love to just open it up to anyone in the audience if there's anybody who would like to come in and ask uh soren any live questions or please type them in the box um we'd love to have your feedback or just any questions you might have the audience tends to be um they kind of like to be in the background. They don't always jump in, but every once in a while they do. <laughs> wow. So great. I love what you're saying. And um, I'm wondering in terms of what, what do you have coming up in the future? Are you offering any special programs or workshops? What, what are you doing in the near future? Yeah, right now I'm facilitating music in retreats. Uh, this weekend I'm going to be in San Jose del Pacifico here in Oaxaca making music for a retreat but then like also have like voice workshops especially in this field of um, healing the sound uh, with the sound of your voice healing yourself with the sound of your oh, voice also wow. drumming circle uh, I found that people when we work with a shamanic drum and some um, warming ups and vocalizations, they enter into a, a state of mind of um, peace and also they just um, get into a space of meditation when yes. they are singing, when we are singing together with the shamanic drum. So this is amazing. These are one of the things I'm doing. Um, and yeah, uh, just having more, um, medicine retreats, uh, voice uh, healing retreats as well. So how can people find out about what, uh, what programs are coming up? Do you, uh, are you, do you have a Facebook page? I know you have Instagram 
and I'll put that in the box, but I'll also put that in the description. But do you, do you have a Facebook page as well, or where do you promote the uh, programs that you have? Yeah, uh, most of the time I do it on Instagram, and my Instagram is connected to my Facebook. Um, but I have a Facebook page, and uh, my Facebook page is called um, Soren Cortez Healing Music. Oh, okay, wonderful. So I will put this in the box, and I'll also put it in the description, so later when people listen to the recording, they can find you. Um, so when, I, I'm actually really interested in your, in your vocal workshops. When's your next vocal workshop coming up? Uh, the next one is going to be on October, at uh, the beginning of October. But uh, the drum circle is going to start uh, next month. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And that's going to be here in Puerto Escondido, is that right? Yes, yes. Wonderful. And also, Soren uh, is going to be, um, she's going to be one of the facilitators at uh, Healing Your Heart and Soul Women's Retreat here in Puerto Escondido. That's happening September 23rd through the 29th. So she's going to be a part of that, which will be amazing. She'll be doing her shamanic songs during ceremony and rape. Uh, so that will be very special to have you on our retreat and facilitating your medicine, Soren. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, me too. I'm <laughs> so excited, looking forward to it. Yeah, so you you sound like you've been really, really busy with uh, doing lots of lots of your medicine work. Um, what else? What else is um, coming up for you, or what what are your visions for the future? What would you like to be creating in the next five years? Um, I want to be able to have a place where I can uh, facilitate retreats with other people making also like temascal or sorts of medicine, um, breath work, uh, voice uh, healing retreats. Uh, this is what I want to keep doing. Awesome, awesome. I love that. And um, yeah, I was, I was just thinking about this journey and that what have been some of the most, um, you know, inspiring teachers that you've worked with um, in, in the past five years or, or longer that you feel have really been fundamental and, you know, it, you know, in this path that you've chosen? Um, when I came to Puerto Escondido, um, I contacted a shaman called Rocco Cruz, and he's right now my teacher and mentor. Uh, he showed me this way. He allowed me to be in the ceremonies singing with him. And wow. it was funny because after ceremonies, uh, two or three days, I was listening different songs in my head. And then I, I decided to start playing the ukulele. I didn't know how to play ukulele, but uh, out of a sudden it was easy for me to play the chords of the songs, not even like checking the chords on online or something. I was just listening to the, to the music in my mind and finding the right chords and little by little start having more and more and more repertoire. That was amazing. Uh, he's very important to me. He became one of my best friends as well. Uh, we are planning to do some journeys to Brazil, to Peru, to do some diets with ayahuasca there. 
Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So, so that is your main medicine is ayahuasca. Have you ever uh, partaken of other medicines and uh, share what your experience is with that? Yes, uh, ayahuasca is the, the main medicine I, I work with, but I also work with mushrooms and hikuri, uh, also known as peyote. Um, basically, these three medicines are the, uh, the one that I know. Also, cambo. But cambo, I use it more like for myself, even though I can uh, hold the space for people in cambo ceremonies as well. And right. right now I'm doing cacao ceremonies. Actually, tonight I have a cacao ceremony here in Puerto. Oh, do you really? Wonderful. Do you want to share where that's going to be? Yes, if someone wants to show up, we have like a cacao ceremony at 7 p.m. in Barbarenas. Barbarenas oh, wonderful, wonderful, because uh, I did post in several of the local WhatsApp groups, so you never know, they might be listening, and um, that's, that's exciting. So I think for the listeners, not everybody is aware of what is the difference between the medicines. I don't know how much you know about the medicines, but... What would you say are some of the, the differences or similarities between, for example, ayahuasca and, uh, and mushrooms, also known as psilocybin? Yeah. Well, uh, for the people that is into the shamanic uh, journey, each plant has a different spirit. Ayahuasca comes from the Amazonian jungle, and it's a liana. Um, and it has a feminine spirit, it contains, uh, in a scientific way, DMT. It's a way of DMT. It's combined with a plant that is called uh, chacruna. Um, and the difference between psilocybin would be that um, they are different spirits. In, in, it can work in a different uh, way. Mm. For example, ayahuasca, we tend to do it in, in groups. Um, in a ceremony where like the music is present all the time and mushrooms sometimes depends on the facilitator can be a little bit more in solitary or in a place where it's more like surrounded by nature like walking in the forest while you are uh, in mushrooms depends um, on the facilitator of course but um, it, it can be different the way they, they react yeah, yeah. Person. Yeah, I mean, I, I always feel like for me, I, I've only done ayahuasca once, so I don't have a lot of experience with it, but it was a very visceral experience for me, very physical, not very visual. Of course, there's the, um, the part where you're um, purging, vomiting, or otherwise, which isn't always the pleasant part of it. But I also have an understanding that it's, it's actually very good medicine for people that are trying to overcome addictions and, and have digestive issues is what I know about ayahuasca. Um, but that's about the extent of what I know about it. Mushrooms is more my medicine of choice. And for me, uh, the psilocybin um, is a really incredible medicine for opening the heart and really going deeply within and reflecting and also changing um, our negative behavioral patterns or limiting beliefs. I've had a lot of epiphanies with, with mushrooms, which I've heard similar things can occur with ayahuasca, yes? Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, 
I was discussing with a friend that she was asking me, what do you think is the difference between ayahuasca and mushrooms? And I said, like, uh, mushrooms can be, like, um, more uh, playful, you know? Then yeah. Ayahuasca can be a little bit more serious in the way uh -huh. the, the plant can relate to you. But uh, mushrooms can, make a, can be a little bit, like, playful, like show you funny things in your trip or things that uh, for you to understand uh, a message there. So I like this. Um, Maria Sabina used to call them Niño Santos, holy sí. children, because they, they can be very, very playful. I remember the first time I had mushrooms. I did it on my birthday in 2019. And I couldn't stop laughing because they were showing me just beauty around and it was so overwhelming that I was full of happiness and I was just laughing and laughing and laughing. It was really beautiful. And that's just one of the things that you can experience in a journey, but it can go really, really deep to the core of what you need to change in your life if you listen carefully to that medicine. Yes, I totally agree. Um... That, that that's a great explanation and what about what did you say it's called hikuru or peyote yes hikuri and pe or peyote that uh -huh. is the medicine of the desert in um the desert in mexico and also in south of united states lakotas used to have peyote as well peyote ceremonies and that is mescaline the active ingredient is mescaline and peyote is a masculine energy. Um, so here the, the people that works with peyote are called huirraricas. Some people call them huicholes, but it's more uh, the right name for them, and they like to be called this way, is huirraricas. And it's a different medicine. Also, you can have visions um, and understand uh, different things from, from this medicine as well. For me, it's not as strong as it would be like mushrooms or ayahuasca, but that varies person to person. For some people, it's like, wow, it was super strong. I was not able to move. But for me, it is a little bit more light, not a lot of visions, uh, but it gives me a lot of energy so I can sing the whole night and I don't feel tired. <laughs> Wow, I think that's a great way to describe. I've only done peyote once. I was in Ecuador with the shamans, and originally they had said we were going to be outside in a garden, but the shaman's home, I guess he was having plumbing issues, and he didn't feel comfortable with people using his bathroom, and they ended up putting us in this giant room, and I was like, I can't be inside a room to do this medicine, and I kept going outside, and I was like not comfortable being enclosed. And I, I realized that for me, um, I need to have some fresh air when I do medicine. I need to have a sense of space or openness. And everybody's different, but for me, nature is such an important uh, element to the experience, as well as the music, as you shared. So um, I think everybody's different, but I feel it's so much nicer when you're outdoors. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. I've been 
in words because I did a ayahuasca ceremony and it was like super cold outside. I was not able, we didn't have that time fire. I'm used to have fire in all the ceremonies because the fire, right. I say the, that the shaman is the, uh, the fire because the fire has the um, power to transmute whatever we are cleaning in a ceremony. And it can be a very important element for Wiraricas. They don't do ceremonies without fire. And right. Uh, Grandpa Tatewari, Tatewari, that's the name that they use for him. And they pray to him all the time and they feed a fire with tobacco, with, with cacao, and they pass around uh, people with feathers and they send the bad energies to the fire for, for him to transmute it. So it can be very important. Ah. Also, yes. Also, uh, when I'm in ceremonies, I prefer to be in contact with trees. Trees can have uh, many messages, also the sky. Like if you can have the opportunity to look at the sky while you are uh, in medicine, you can find messages. Um, also, the trees can talk to you. It's just amazing being surrounded by nature while you are in medicine. You just find that this communication that sometimes we don't notice, but they are always there. Everything is alive. So sometimes I'm there and I see how the plant is moving and I feel that we are communicating in a very beautiful way, not talking properly, but we are connecting and that's beautiful. Yes. I, I, oh, I love that. I love what you're sharing. And, um, so I just wanted to reach out one more time to everyone. Please come in. If you want to come into the studio, um, before we end the show and ask your question, because this is such a great opportunity with Soren being here and all of her experience and knowledge that she's sharing with us. So don't be shy. Um, so before we finish today, I'd love to ask you, Soren, what kind of legacy would you like to leave behind on this planet Earth? I want to be able to be a grandmother, like the grandmothers in all the traditions, uh, but com coming with like joy and letting people know that their voice is powerful. They have power in their voice when they speak, when they uh, show, show up with their voice. Um, I want to be able to help people to heal themselves through the medicine of sound, through the medicine of their own voices. Mm. This is what I want to live in this world, letting everyone know that they have beautiful voices for them to use, for them to be happy, for them to express joy, for them to express uh, gratitude, for them to express also sadness, grief. It's also important to be able to express all the emotions we have, not only the beautiful ones, everything that needs to be expressed so we can heal our bodies and our souls. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think I'm sure that a lot of people have received so much wonderful wisdom from today's show. And um, yeah, it just gives us a lot of food for thought to talk to, from talking about stillness and being present to 
the power of the voice to heal, to plant medicine. Wow, what a show today. So thank you so much, Soren, for taking the time out to come on today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Such a pleasure. Oh, yes. And here we go. I have these awesome sound effects. So I'm going to hit clap. We're going to clap. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, wonderful. And thanks so much to all the listeners. Um, and if you want to find out more about my upcoming retreat, please visit omkarahealingretreats.com. It's only going to be for women. It's going to be an amazing retreat to really pamper you and get the healing and transformation you've been you've been waiting for, maybe waiting too long for. So um, I'm going to be facilitating that with Lindsay and we're going to have some incredible healers. Soren is going to be one of the, one of the facilitators or therapists on the retreat. And um, so please come and experience this amazing uh, life-changing uh, experience for you. So lots of love, everyone. Have a great day or night, wherever you are. Goodbye. <laughs>